Welcome to The Change Lab, a podcast for people who are all about personal development, leaning into their potential and becoming their best self. Just, you know, starting next Monday. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Hines, and oh, sh- it's Monday. Hello, lab mates. Happy holidays and welcome back to the Change Lab. So how's your holiday season going so far? Mine has been so much fun. My whole family's in town. There's been lots of tree trimming and lots of celebrations. And we put together our um, Dickens Village. We have like one of those Department 56 Dickens Villages that we've been putting together since we were children, my brothers and I, since we were kids. And it didn't actually even occur to me that perhaps this is one of the reasons why I'm such a Dickens fanatic. That's interesting. I didn't even put two and two together. But yeah, we recreate in a little kind of diorama thing, the Christmas Carol story. So I hope you like my episode on A Christmas Carol. It's one of my absolute favorite tales of all time. So apropos Scrooge and his radical Christmas transformation, I am launching a program that I mentioned starting on January 2nd called New Year's Evolution for your radical transformation. So let's do that. So go to drsashahines.com slash evolve and sign up. The uh, registration doors close on the 29th of December. So get on it. It's so many awesome people you'll be working with and working with me. And week by week, I'll walk you through contemplation and preparation and you will never engage and change the same way after this experience. That is for sure. So last week, we talked about the trans-theoretical model of change, aka the five stages of change, the change model with the five stages of change, which are pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, and maintenance. And if you missed that episode, go back and listen. It's such an important concept to understand. It's like, I need a mockingbird on my shoulder, right? I need to hear these things so many times to really let it sink in. Because if there's something in your life that you really want to change and you're struggling to do it, once you hear me explain these five stages, you'll be like, oh, wait, it all makes sense. Like now I see why this change has actually been so hard for me. It won't be so mystifying. So in case you didn't hear the previous episode or kind of forgot what we talked about, because there's a lot going on in this season. I feel like each week is an entire month on its own, here's a very quick summary of the trans-theoretical model of change. If you want to make a significant change in your life, hit the gym daily, lose weight, get out of debt, cool it with your angry outbursts, go after that new job, whatever you want to do, you need to move through five stages of change. Research shows that you can't skip the first few stages and jump right into the action stage. It just doesn't work and you will not succeed, not in the long run. You might succeed for a short burst a short period of time, but it won't lead to lasting change. So in other words, you don't wake up and decide my new life starts today, (laughs) all on January 1st. And that's that. You need to contemplate the change you want to make for a certain amount of time. And you need to prepare for that change you're about to make, right? You really do. And research shows that that preparation stage typically takes about 30 days. So if you skip your preparation stage, here's what you'll probably experience. One, it'll be extremely difficult, maybe nearly impossible to commit to your start date. It'll be like 
you'll start, you'll fail, and then you'll do the lovely dance of like, no, 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 I'll start next Monday when everything's easier or when I'm really into it or when I'm ready, right? And you'll start playing that game where you're just kicking it down the road to the next week because, you know, next week, obviously, it's going to be easier, (laughs) right? You're just not ready to do it. And if you do take action, you know, you are able to start initiating the action even if you skip this preparation stage, you'll probably take action for a short amount of time. You'll be white knuckling it, but it's not really going to be a change that lasts. And I'm very interested in you having permanent lasting change. I don't really care if you change for two weeks. I mean, yay you. But I don't want you changing for two weeks and then going back to your old habits because that's it's like even worse. You know, you feel even more defeated in, in some way. I mean, I think the clients I have the most challenge with are the people that have done that for so long, they've lost total confidence in themselves. So that's not what we're here for. We're not here to make a short-term change. We're here to make long-term lasting changes. So I was talking recently with a colleague about this five-stage model of change. And she asked a great question, which was, are there certain people who are able to change faster than quote, regular people? Meaning... For some people, do they just have a disposition where they can just like, you know, snap their fingers and just make the change? Like, does this preparation stage always take 30 days or are there certain people who can move through it faster? For instance, like, could you just like blast through preparation in 30 seconds? Is that a thing that can happen? And what my colleague was really curious to know was like, are there certain people who can magically spring into action faster than others? Because we can all think of examples of someone who's just made a change. They've just made a decision one day and they just changed, right? What's that about? Are they outliers? Do they, you know, are they just special unicorns? Like what's going on there? So the example that my colleague gave me was that her mom was a nail biter. So let's just call her mom, Debbie. And she would bite her nails down to the quick, right? That's, it was just her compulsive behavior. And she did this for years. And then one day someone said to her mother, like, ugh, that looks really horrible when you bite your nails like that. You should stop. And she just stopped on that very day. Her mother never bit her nails ever again. That's like, not, she was done. And the question here was like, well, what's going on? Is her mom a mythical being who is capable of changing instantly on the spot with zero preparation? Because on the surface, that's kind of what it seemed like. And you might hear this story and think, oh, okay, so it is possible to decide that you're going to change and then just do it right that very instant. No preparation needed. Like this five-stage process isn't necessary for everybody. And what I would say to this is like, "Mm, not exactly. (laughs) So let's look at the scenario because I thought this was such an instructive thing because there's so many things in my life that I just made a decision to change. One day, my sister-in-law, I was getting all these sizes infections. My sister-in-law is a functional MD. She said, you know, you may want to cool it with the dairy and see if that helps with your sinuses. So that afternoon, I went to the grocery store. I got some non-dairy creamer. I had been a half and half kind of gal before that and made that decision that day. And I rarely, if ever, eat dairy anymore. On occasion, I love ice cream. I will have ice cream for dessert or in a pinch if I'm traveling and they don't have any non-dairy stuff, I'll just drink half and half on occasion. But man, I don't know, for the last, what, eight or nine years? And I made that decision in one day. So I had that change happen instantaneously, more or less. 
So this is a great question because what the heck is going on? Because we all have experiences like this, which is, I think, one of the reasons why we just hold tightly to this idea that we can just do it. But I think it's really important that we dig into the scenario and I can talk about what I think happened with me and why that happened so quickly. But let's talk about the nail biting. So her mom had been a nail biter her entire life. And one day she just stopped biting her nails forever. And it seemed instantaneous, but was it really? And I would say, no, it wasn't. Because without being conscious of it, I'm sure you know her mother was going through, Debbie, let's call her, we're calling her Debbie. Debbie was going through the five stages of change that she wasn't aware of it, but she was going through them. So in pre-contemplation, in this stage, she was biting her nails and didn't really think it was a problem or just didn't want to deal with it. Maybe she had an inkling that other people might think it's a problem, but it wasn't a problem for her. And she had no intention of making that change. And she might've been in this stage for years, even decades. And then she moved into contemplation. And now in this stage, Debbie's kind of wishing she could stop biting her nails, but the reasons to stop don't feel as compelling as the reasons to keep doing it. She's thinking it would be nice to stop, but you know, nah, it's really not a priority. It's going to be a pain. It's going to be hard. It's going to take effort. And like, I don't have the bandwidth for it. But she's starting to contemplate the change. She's starting to think about, "Mm, maybe I can make this change. It'd probably be better if I made this change. I like the way my nails look if I could make this change. I wouldn't feel embarrassed when I'm munching on my nails in a meeting or whatever, right? So she's starting to think about this. And the research shows that Debbie will likely be in this contemplation stage for six months. And by the way, you can be in contemplation also for years. You can be in an endless contemplation loop, which is why moving to preparation is really important if you're someone who's kind of stuck in the contemplation stage, which a lot of people are. So then we move into preparation. And now her mom probably wanted to change. She was actively thinking about it. That's what she said. She was like, you know, she was thinking about it. She wanted to change. She was actively imagining making this change and somewhat preparing for it. So, you know, maybe she buys a bottle of nail polish that she promises herself she'll get to use one day soon, right? As like a little carrot. Or maybe she sees a friend with a beautiful manicure and thinks, oof, I wish my nails look like that. Or she wants to prove to herself that she can make a promise and keep it. So her pro list, the list of reasons to change is starting to become longer than her con list. She's building that pro list and she's doing it without realizing that she's doing it. And so, by the way, are you, right? You're building your list of pros or you're building your list of cons, but all of this is the behind the scenes work of change is managing this ambivalence. Like, do I want to do it or not? Is it worth it? Is it not worth it? And then someone makes a comment to Debbie and says, that looks gross. You should really try to stop. Someone externalizes her internal dialogue. And she realizes in that moment, if I stop biting my nails, I'll feel more attractive and people will be impressed rather than disgusted by me, right? This is what's going on in her head. But someone actually externalized her internal dialogue. So all of a sudden, all of that, which is a lot of times what we do when we're changing, we keep saying to ourselves things like, you know it's not something that's benefiting you, but you kind of pretend like other people don't realize it or other people can't see it. It's like, you're the only one who knows that you are doing something that isn't serving you or is destructive. And like, you know, by the way, most people do. No, most people are aware of the things that you're doing, but we do this game with ourselves. We kind of pretend it's just private. It's just us. 
So having someone externalize that internal voice, like, wow, it's like a gong, right? It was a a wake-up symbol clash, right? Like she heard that all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, that was very intense. So it was a big addition to her pro list. Maybe some of the stuff on her con list, which is like, it's not really that big a deal. People don't really notice. All of a sudden, that stuff wasn't true anymore. So now maybe she's removing stuff from her con list. Like, ooh, I can't actually, in truth, say that's not accurate. People do notice. People did say something. So you start to minimize your con list and build your pro list, right? So the scales have now tipped in favor of pro, of the benefits of making this change. And this was the tipping point. This was the preparation tipping point. And now she's finally ready to change and she's able to swing into that next stage action with ease. So it was maybe one big enough moment that perhaps neutralized some of her cons and increased her list of pros. So sometimes life offers you a big carrot or a big wake-up call and your pro list instantly becomes big and compelling. So, you know, for instance, if your employer said, hey, if you promise to stop checking your email on weekends and you do this for six months, I'll give you $10 million. I doubt there's anyone listening here who'd be like, um, yeah, I'm not going to do that. No, of course you do. you like, oh, for 10 million bucks, if I don't, check my email on the weekend for six months, you give me 10 million bucks. Uh, Yeah, I'm in, right? For a lot of people, that would be an enormous carrot. And suddenly this change that you've been wanting to make, but ambivalent about and maybe dreading and feel all these like that there's so many costs to it and it's threatening, et cetera. It feels a whole lot easier. Your pro list just got a tsunami, (laughs) Of, of pros. And all of a sudden your, your con list looks kind of puny and you're like, eh, I'm going to do it, right? Not to check your email on the weekend, like no problem, done, easy peasy. You have a very compelling reason in the pro list to do this. But without that carrot dangling or that massive wake-up call that could be a little bit of what we call therapeutic suffering, you know, like someone says something and it just hits and it feels terrible in the moment, but it's enough of a wake-up call where you're like, okay, all of this fancy footwork, avoiding and denying and dismissing, I can't actually do that anymore. And then the ratio of your pros to cons just changed in an instant, right? So this is why that may have happened so quickly. So your pro list becomes bigger than your con list. And that's what allows you to take action successfully without feeling stuck, frustrated, or having to will yourself to do it. Because contemplation is all about managing the you know ambivalence that you have about change. And when we're talking about the immune system, your psychological immune system, your psychological immune system is all about ambivalence, right? You've got your emotional elephant that's like, oh, hell no, I don't want to do this. And your very reasonable rider saying, yeah, I would make your life better. This is a good idea. And they are at odds with each other, right? And then that's the ambivalence that you have. So for whatever reason, this person saying something, tipped the scale is she was able to overcome this ambivalence in one day, but she'd been working toward it, right? So that's probably what I imagine happened. So the next time you hear someone say, I decided to start running every day and I just did it. Like one day I just woke up and was like, today's the day. Or I used to yell at my kids all the time, but then one day I just stopped. Now you'll understand what's really going on, right? And while it may seem like they just transformed on the spot, that's not exactly what happened. And in these cases, I would say, yeah, they've probably had 
months, if not years of contemplating the change and probably had considered preparing for this change many times, many times. So there was something about a new experience, a new moment, new evidence, new something that tipped the scale that just was the tipping point. They were primed and ready. And it was just that one thing that kind of knocked it over to the other side and then they were ready to take action. And in the case with me and giving up dairy, what was really going on was, and this is sort of a different topic, but I will briefly go through it here and then I'll do another episode in more detail about the differences between a technical change and what we call an adaptive or developmental change is for me, saying goodbye to dairy for the most part was just a technical fix. It was like my sister-in-law could have just been saying to me, oh, hey, you have a sinus infection, like take these supplements, this will really help. And I'd be like, great, that sounds awesome. That makes sense, I'll do it. I didn't have any thoughts and feelings about it. I'm not really a dairy person. I'm like, I'm very basic with the cheese guys. I like cheddar. I like mozzarella on a pizza. Beyond that, and I did have half and half of my coffee, but that was an easy thing for me to change. So I just don't care about cheese. If I lived in or my family was from a Nordic country and uh, cheese was the way of life, I probably would have very different thoughts and feelings about this. But for me, I was listening to her give me this advice. And for me, it was like, she was just giving me technical advice to fix the problem from an expert to a non-expert, do this, it'll help. And to me, that's like all I needed to hear. But the change that I'm talking about in the change lab is what we call adaptive or developmental change. And that means that it's not a top-down change from an expert to a non-expert I just need to learn a hack or I need you know, someone to come and fix something, some technical fix. An adaptive change is a bottom-up change. It's a change that's going to require an overhaul of our attitudes, beliefs, identities, our values. And those changes are going to require that you go through these five stages. Even when it doesn't look like someone is, they certainly are. I promise you that. So the bottom line is... Change just doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a flash of lightning unless you're Ebenezer Scrooge. So you don't say, you know, my new life starts today and then just do it. I mean, it would be awesome if that were true. It would be awesome if that we were haunted by three spirits and just had a radical, what we call metanoia, a radical change of our mind in one flash. Rarely does that happen. It is certainly the exception, not the rule. But that's really not on average what the research shows us, right? That's not really what happens for most human beings. So in order to take action and make the changes that you want to make, first you have to go through pre-contemplation, contemplation, and preparation. The preparation stage is a crucial time because this is when you're questioning old beliefs and building new ones, and you're having important conversations with yourself and with others and sharing the change that you want to make and getting their support. You're clearing your calendar. You're joining a program to hold yourself accountable. You're stocking the pantry. You're making your pro list. You're doing a hundred tiny steps, some visible and some not, to set yourself up for success. And this is the part that takes time and effort right? It definitely takes a lot of creative cognitive effort. And in some ways, I would say the preparation stage certainly is going to require more of your kind of mental effort for sure than the action stages. But if you put in the necessary work, 
then the action part of your change cycle happens without feeling so onerous that you really have set yourself up that you've kind of like smoothed the road, so to speak, with the right preparation, the action really just becomes inevitable. So that is my answer to this. I mean, if you had this question in your mind, like, wait a minute, I've made a change in a flash. Like, yeah, I'm sure you have. But we have to really think about what was either going on before or is this something that you just thought of as like a technical fix? So your lab work this week is I want you to think about something that you want to change, any change you want to make, anything. And I want you to make a pro-con list. The pros, I want you to write down the beautiful, wonderful things that will happen if you make this change. What are the potential rewards? And just write as many as you can. Set an alarm for five minutes and see if you can write out five minutes worth of pros. It's a great exercise. And then I want you to follow that up with writing a con list. So I want you to write down all the scary, unpleasant, and annoying things that will happen if you make this change. The potential consequences. And you can do the same thing. Set a timer, just go for it. And just explore as many as you can think of. And make your pro-con list and then notice which side feels stronger right now. If your pro list and con list feel kind of equal, you'll struggle. You're going to struggle. You're going to struggle to take action. I promise you. And you're going to feel frustrated and stuck and discouraged. I can tell you that for sure. If you have equal pro and con list, you're not ready. And that's totally fine. We got to work on building your pros and minimizing your cons. So we really have to focus on at this stage of the game building that pro list so that when one thing happens, like someone saying, man, that's your nails look terrible. You shouldn't chew your nails. You're primed and ready. And like that was the comment that tipped the scale. And that was it. One more lab work assignment. If you haven't already done so, sign up for New Year's Evolution. We start on January 2nd. And uh, I think doors close for this program on the 29th. So very soon. So go to drsashahines.com slash evolve to see all the info and sign up. Whatever change you want to make in 2024, do this program with me and your chances of success will be so much higher, truly. If you want a program that's based on the science of change, this is for you. What's the change you want to make in 2024? Join the program. I can't wait to hear what it is. We'll assess your readiness to change and just dig right in so that you are finishing 2024, looking back and actually celebrating crossing the finish line and being in a completely new place in December, 2024. That is the goal. So have a wonderful week. Happy holidays. And remember to put the own up in grown up. For more dirt on today's topic, make sure to visit the episode show notes at drsashahines.com. Or if you have any specific questions, you can shoot me an email at hello at thechangelabpodcast.com or find me on Instagram at drsashahines. If you're enjoying The Change Lab, there are three things you can do about it. Subscribe and leave me a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Share the show with a friend or five. Or head over to drsashahines.com to check out the ways you can work with me and dive deeper into this work. And if you're feeling wild, maybe do all three. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next Monday.